Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Marnie, and I'm so excited to have you with us this afternoon for our training on up-leveling your life, seven insider strategies you need to know now. (laughs) Our guest today is Erica D. James, and she is going to be talking to us during the next hour about how to up-level our lives. You're going to discover what it means to up-level your life, how to know if you are experiencing acceleration, the three biggest challenges you'll face as you grow, the seven keys to navigating up-leveling with ease, the secret to avoiding overwhelm, two simple ways to enter into any new level, how to make the process fun and exciting, and the best way to feel supported as you reach your highest potential. Our guest today, Erica D. James, is the perfect person to talk to us about this because she is the CEO of training companies that create advanced training systems for Christian businesswomen called to build multi-million dollar businesses and itinerant ministers called to found ministries that change the world. Her website is ericadjames.com, and you spell her name E-R-I-C-K-A-D, as in David, James.com. Welcome to you, Erica. I'm so excited to have you with us today. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bravo. Well, I love this topic, <laughs> and we are always looking for always looking for ways to improve our lives and to increase our sphere of influence and um, really live boldly what God has called us to do. And you have kind of an interesting background in that you help people do this all the time. How did you ever get into this uh, support role of those who are, um, have, have big dreams and are chasing them, chasing them for Jesus? Oh, what a great question. Well, it actually was kind of in my bones or in my blood where I come from (laughs) three-generation entrepreneurs, literally on both my mother and father's side, grew up in a successful entrepreneurial family. So if you can imagine, I grew up in a household where we were not allowed to say can't or even joke negatively with one another. So that was just Mm -hmm. instilled in me. And when I grew up and had the absolute shock to realize everybody didn't live that way (laughs) and, and, you know, was encouraged to go after your dreams and think big, I realized that I needed to train and work with people and started my first training company when I was 18. Literally on my 18th birthday. Wow. So it's, it's been, yeah. And I just turned 47, so it's been a minute. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. <laughs> and I really, I really thought the Christian, you know, the, the Christian side of what I do, the ministry side was just my personal experience. But God called me forth as a trainer in that area, too. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Well, um, I know we were talking before before we came on air about our, you know, we just have some vision visions that are similar. And I had my first business when I was um, 18 as well. So that was another thing we had. Yes. <laughs> well, talk to, us, talk to us about this term up-level. What does that actually mean to you? Well, the term up-level to me means the mental, spiritual, and physical process of moving to new levels and what I call new dimensions or heights, however you see it, but new levels, new aspects of success. But it's really due to a, to a supernatural increase in your capacity for greatness. So we can try to strive and do all these things, but when I talk about up-leveling, it's something that happens inside of us as a result mm-hmm. of everything we've been putting forth, who we're called to be, and really what God has placed in us to impact the world. And up-leveling is that process of moving from one position to another 
uh, as, as you're moving forward. And so I, I, but Marnie, I have to tell you, I did not invent the term. I actually heard the term for the first time when I was listening to a high level training call. And it was like my whole, like, I just got tingles. Cause I was like, yes, that's the word. I, that's the word. And I really have just <laughs> resonated with that word up level. Hmm, yeah. That's cool. I love how you say new heights of supernatural increase. Wow. That is powerful. Um, I was having yeah. a discussion the other day with someone who is um, not a god. Uh, she she would call herself an atheist, and um, she was talking about you know life and and the potential and everything. And as we talk, Yan reminded of our incredible capacity because it's not just us; it's God. Wow! Too. Yeah, and that changes yeah. everything. <laughs> changes everything. Well. It really um, does. You know, the next point is how to know if we're experiencing acceleration. And it seems like kind of a dumb sentence because you, like if you're in a car, you can tell if you're going faster. Right, so right. So what, what do you, I mean, I didn't mean to say dumb. Like, I'm like you were dumb, but what are you meaning by this? And, and why is it important? Oh, that's such a good question, because I think when we hear the term up-leveling, we mean just, we think we move, mean just moving forward, which we do all day, every day, anytime you're striving toward a vision, moving to create something. Up-leveling is not moving forward in the same way you've moved in the past. It is literally moving at a heightened level, and it's a very palpable feeling, even though for me, I didn't have the language for it for years, but I could feel it. And so you know, uh, and, and what I've seen, Marnie, really over the 17 years I've been coaching and training people is a couple of things happen. So they know they're in an up level when what I call your bandwidth opens up. So you've had this to-do list, you've had these ideas, you've had all these things you want to do and you want to get to. And it seems like at the end of the day, your to-do list grew or something. Like, what is going on? When you up level, all of a sudden, it's like you get this, boost the supernatural expansion and you do more but you get more done with ease you are more focused and things you've been striving for are no longer outside of yourself i think that's one of the biggest shifts where you're like i'm coming i'm coming goals i'm going to catch up with you all of a sudden you shift you move to that new level that new up level and all of a sudden the expression of what you produce is at a different level so there's an acceleration, there is a, it, it, I can't describe it any other way, but it feels like a band comes off you. You're like, woo! It's like a new level of freedom, and, and you're, you're going after things with much more ease, getting things done. The other way you know is because you become very attractive to opportunities. And so people start, that you've been trying to get a hold of, you haven't been able to connect with, all of a sudden your phone starts ringing. You know, things that you've written in your journal and been praying about start to come into manifestation manifestation at a, at a much faster rate than they were doing when you were striving for it. Does that make sense? It makes I hope that does. Such good sense. Okay, yeah, good, that's, good, good, good. That, and it's really, it's really, it was really a necessary distinction between moving forward. Um, because yeah. I, I, see, I see now that you've explained it, why that was important to you to share that with us. And what's interesting to me is that I have found so much that timing is really critical. So, for example, I may have an idea in my head to uh, write a book or to do a project, and it just doesn't seem like it's coming. Then all of a sudden, it's time to do it. And what I realize is that through those months or years of waiting, all of the pieces have been put in place so that when it's the time to do it, I can just go straight to it. And, I mean, it is like it saves me hundreds of hours in the moment yes. because I've lived that far. You know, now all of the pieces yes. are in place. Yeah. That is such a yeah, perfect example good. of up-leveling. Yep. That's, that's beautiful. And you talk, um, you talk about some challenges that people have to face um, as they begin to up-level. So maybe go ahead and go take us through those. So as I was thinking about this, as we were, you know, coming – 
toward our interview time, the only thing I can come up with, and I kept laughing, but the biggest challenge is that people are going to think you're crazy. Because usually when you're striving for something and when you're going for it, you're already peculiar. And then you just move to a new level. And everyone's like, what? I was still trying to catch up with your old level. And so that's been a dynamic that people feel crazy. And I say that lightly, not in a psychological term, obviously. But what that looks like is you can feel isolated. You can feel like no one gets you. Uh, you can feel like, uh, you know, does anybody, is anybody out there who can celebrate with me? Uh, because one of the challenges, I'll talk about this a little later, is that everything can't come with you when you up-level, and that includes relationships. So that's a huge challenge um, that I've noticed. Keeping your priorities clear, because every time you up-level, it's like you get a rush of new ideas and you're still trying to get the other stuff done that you've known of. And so it's so easy to get sidetracked and get in this cycle of, oh, my goodness, what do I do next? So keeping your priorities clear and concise because there is a stretch. There's always going to be a stretch when you're going for that God-given vision. It's always bigger than you. And then the other thing that I find to be the most challenging for me is stopping. It's not so much starting. It's this is what I'm called to do. This is what I love to do. I just moved to a new level. I want to just do this. And for me, I have to set a stop time so I actually remember the other roles of wife and mother and <laughs> those other things I have to get done in my world. But those tend to be the biggest challenges. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of those keys, but those challenges I've noticed. Mm, wow, that's awesome. The one that I'm thinking I want to add to that make a fourth challenge is um, that faith sometimes feels irresponsible. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, good. when people think you're crazy, sometimes I think, wow, you know, I'd like to believe God is really calling me to this, you know, huge dream or vision. But that would be kind of being irresponsible because it's too big. It's not possible. It's just, you know, it's out of the range of, of doableness. In my current situation, I can't get there from here. You know what I mean? Are you, are you following absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I literally call it the realm of impossible because you're moving in a yeah. realm that it really is beyond what we know how to do and oftentimes what's been done before. And so it's, you're moving in this space of impossibility. I get it. And other pe to other people, it really could look like, oh, you know, Erica has truly lost it. You know, <laughs> she's being irresponsible. But, yeah, I totally get that, and that is so true. I remember yeah. the first time that God really worked in my life in a way that was, like, out of the realm of what Marnie could do. Like, Marnie's mm. best effort could have never produced the results that I was seeing because God was wow. doing it. But I remember that at that time, several years ago now, Erica, that I really felt like pretty soon the guys with the white jackets were going to come and take me away <laughs> because I was losing it. I was completely losing touch with reality. And I think what you're saying there, I love, I love your term, the realm of impossible, because honestly, if I can do it myself without God, then it really didn't require faith, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that is so true. I, I joke. I say yeah. that jokingly. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. And, and then you can finish your thought there too. But I mean, you think about, you know, you think about David and Goliath and it's possible that he mm -hmm. could have done that without God, but it's highly unlikely. The reality is he had to, he had to put that stone in a certain tiny little area of that giant um, temple in order to make that happen. And yeah. and he knew that he was dependent on God, and that's why he went out there to do it. You know, and I think that as long as we're just trusting in our own power, our own strength, our own skills and gifts of, you know, whatever, we can go so far. And some people can really go a long way on that. But it's when we're trusting God that we see supernatural results. And um, that, that takes a, a tremendous amount of faith to step out like that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your thought now that you had right then? Well, I was going to say when you talked about, you know, feeling like the, the, the people with this, the white straight jackets were going to come, in the <laughs> midst of this, two years ago, Marnie, I got married for the first time. 
And my husband mm-hmm. is now just kind of catching up with it all. But he said he used to, like, go, this woman is crazy. You know, like, he literally would mm-hmm. think that. And now he gets it. Mm-hmm. But when, he, when we first got married, he's like, no way. This is too big. It's too much. It's not possible. So, yeah, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, living in the realm of the impossible. I love that. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Erica D. James of ericadjames.com. And you spell her name E R I C K A D, as in David James. I should actually find out her middle name next time when we talk in here. <laughs> you want to go check out her website, but don't do it yet. We're going to take a short break and come right back. She's going to share with us the seven keys to navigating up leveling with ease. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Hey, welcome back. This is Marnie. We're talking today about up-leveling your life, and our guest is Erica D. James. She is the CEO of two training companies that create advanced training systems for Christian business women and itinerant ministries called to change the world. Her website, again, is ericadjames.com. Erica, what's your middle D stand for? <laughs> it's actually Devet. Erica Devet James, yes. <laughs> Devet. Okay. All right, I might have to go with David when I'm in. (laughs) Right. We'll just stick with the D, right? No. (laughs) Great. Well, the next thing we're going to talk about here today is the seven keys to navigating up leveling with ease. And why don't you go ahead and give us the first two? Okay. So the first two I alluded to in the first segment is that the old must go. So old habits, old ways, old thinking, and unfortunately, Marnie, sometimes old relationships have to go. And then the second one is the buildup to that is realizing everyone can't come with us. Everyone can't come with you on the up level. And um, you'll, you may see a shift in your relationships. And I think that was one of the things I was alluding to is, wow, that can be a challenge. Uh, but you also move to a new height and a new realm where there's people waiting on you and ready to celebrate you. So those are two of the uh, seven keys right there. Yeah. One of the things that I always pause to do on this show is to express my concern with um, this mentality is sometimes taken to an extreme where you leave a spouse behind, and that is not scriptural. And I just, I know that you're not saying that, Erica, but there are a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, if you're married to somebody who can't quite keep up with what God's doing in your heart, leave them behind and go with God. And the reality is that God said when he puts us together, he means us to stay together. And we can trust that God can work in our partner's life um, maybe it's not at the same pace or whatever. Sometimes we'll be behind them. Sometimes they'll be, uh, you know, behind us. It's never going to be exact. And so it really doesn't matter very much there. God is going to teach you so much through your relationship with your spouse that you don't have to worry about if your spouse is right on the same page with everything God's doing in your life spiritually or otherwise. And so I always like to just stop there because this, can, this one can really cause women a lot of stress if they don't feel like their husband are on the same page as them. Eric, go back to the first couple of years or maybe the first year of your marriage when your husband was really struggling with where you were at spiritually with God, with your faith, and how did you guys work through that? Oh, that's so good because I'm glad you brought that up because, we, yeah, I, I'm in 100 percent agreement with you. Well, one of the things I learned to do pretty quickly, uh, Marnie, was that I learned a couple of things quickly in marriage. And the first was that I believe marriage is the place men come to heal because women get to heal with our, you know, we can do it over Starbucks coffee, talking, you know, at a workshop, at a retreat, but it needed to be a safe place for my husband. So I really worked on, in the midst of moving my vision forward, how can I make this a safe space for him to really convene with God? And I didn't get 
into it. Like I learned not to respond when it was his, you know, process of dealing with past limitation or limiting thinking or, you know, rejection issues or whatever was coming up. I learned to distinguish those so I could speak into it. And then I learned not to take things personally and then to share more with him, you know, share more because all of this was kind of this you know, neat package I came with. And he's like, wow, I didn't quite realize what I signed up for. So communicating mm-hmm. that and sharing stuff with him was so important so he could get a grasp of the vision. And then he said to me one day, he says, oh, no, I get who you are. It's dealing with who you are that's the challenge. And I think that's between <laughs> him and God. And just to, like, pray on that and just allow the Holy Spirit to move in and and." and have him up level alongside me. And it's been remarkable um, what, what God has done in him and in our marriage in just two years. But I think more than anything, it's just giving him the space to, to, um, to get his vision and to see how our visions weave together and how I can help him with his as he helps me with mine. Hmm, right. And I think the other thing, it just requires faith to believe that God did put us together with our spouse and that God is bigger than any of our weaknesses, and we've all got weaknesses. And so, you know, to just recognize, you know, we're in this together, and we're in this together with the great God of the universe. And, you know, I, I like to say, you know, for you guys that are listening, I just want to tell you, if God has a vision that he put in your heart, nobody can stand in the way of that. No man, nobody, no shortage, no nothing. If you just walk with Jesus, he will see that that vision comes to about and you don't have to worry about getting other people on your page or, you know, whatever. God can do that. And so you just walk it out and by faith communicate. I like what you're saying. Let the, let the other people around you um, process it and um, join you where they can. I think, I think it's just a lot of grace and love covers a multitude of, you know, sins and differences and, and to just trust God with it. Do you have another comment there? I'm just saying, yes, absolutely. I mean, it's so true because it really was. I I was like, I just have to get myself out of the way and let God do what he's doing. I was crystal clear this was the man he brought for me. And so I I knew that it was going to line up. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, what's number three? Number three is to clean up the inconsistencies. So what happens is that you move to a new level and there's habits and old ways you've been doing things and tolerations that you have had at the old level. And so you want to take some time to kind of clean that up. What are the things you haven't been keeping your word to yourself about? And you want to start to work on some of those inconsistencies and close those gaps so you can move forward with no hiccups whatsoever. Do you have a process that you use with people to help them surface what those are? I do. I mean, it really, uh, I'm really, I really love true coaching, not so much what coaching has become, but the technology of coaching that helps people access who God created them to be. I've learned that we all have this heavenly blueprint inside of us. And if we just take the time to be still and go within. So one of the greatest things I teach uh, people I work with is to take the time to access that heavenly instruction that God has for each and every day of your life. And I, and I, coach people and suggest that they do it through what I call Christ-centered meditation. We're often praying, we're praising, we're worshiping, we're, we're doing, but it's just in, in that space of being and listening and being able to ask those questions but sit still long enough to receive the answers. And when that happens, all of the things that are off or out of order they become very clear. You know, when you slow down, it's almost like, it's like, whoa, when when did this pile of stuff get so big? You know, when did this happen? And you're able to Mm -hmm. take a look, what are these inconsistencies? What are these areas we want to clean up? Uh, What are those areas we haven't, we said we would do and we haven't, and then you have an opportunity to really pay attention. Um, other, we're often the last person who gets it. Like everyone else gets our inconsistencies, but we're in it. So it's really important to slow down, get still, and they're just going to rise to the surface and be very kind of huge in a way that you've probably never seen before. Mm, I love that. And There's such a, for those of you who haven't done much of this, there's such a big difference between being convicted of the Holy Spirit of something that you need to change versus being guilted 
by the enemy about something that's wrong in your life. And and the difference is when you are when you are convicted by the Holy Spirit, along with the awareness of a need to change something, will come hope and healing to to change it. Whereas when the enemy convicts us of something or, or guilts us about something, it's hopeless. It feels really hopeless. So if you are sitting quietly and asking God about the inconsistencies in your life and you're getting bombarded with hopeless thoughts, that's not coming from God. That is coming from the enemy of God, from the enemy of your soul. And you want to just say, God, I choose to listen to you. Grab your Bible, ask him to take you to the passage that you need to read right then, and just go there and, and receive that. I mean, I... I love, I love just sitting with Jesus and having him talk to my soul about what's going on there, kind of this, this process of meditation where we listen as well as we speak in prayer is so important. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> okay. What is key number four? All right. Key to navigating up-leveling with ease, number four, is to remember that it's not about you. It's about those that you're called to, so you are free to not have to try to be perfect. It's not about you. And when we start freaking out and going, okay, how am I going to look on this video? What am I going to say? What are they going to think of me, 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 me? When you up-level, you just have to remember it's not about you. God has really done this supernaturally, really for the people he's placed the message inside you or that product or that service inside you, you know, those people for whom he's, he's placed that inside you. And so you just want to remember, it's not about you from that way, from that perspective. Also, when the world starts catching on and your, your name or face or work becomes more public, you also want to stay humble and realize it's not about me. It really is about being a vessel to get the works of God out into the world. So it's really important to remember it is not about you. Yeah, that's beautiful. It was interesting. We just earlier today did a four-hour um, promo day with the speakers. Come and one of the comments we, I heard today, and I hear it a lot from speakers, is I don't like to. I don't like to call churches and tell them about my availability. I, it feels like a sleazy sales pitch or something. And <laughs> you know, we just kind of have to. You know, the problem there is that we get in our own way. And if God has put if God has put it in your heart that you have a message to share or you have a mission to fulfill or you have a business to start or whatever it is that he put in your heart, you're going to actually have to go out and do something. Um, we, would never, we would never say that we could just lay in bed all day and expect God to do it all. He wants to partner with us. And I always, maybe everybody listening, do this. Put your finger, your thumb, and your first finger together as close as you can without touching. So you've got your thumb and your pointer finger as close as you can without touching. Don't touch them together. Okay, that little teeny space in there, that's what I say is our part. And now spread your arms out to both sides with your fingers pointed toward eternity, and that is God's part. <laughs> I always say, that's so good. my part is so small, but I have a part. He really doesn't expect me to lay in bed and just him do everything. He really wants to flow through my body, through your body, to accomplish his work on this earth. And so we have yeah. to be willing to take the steps that are, you know, his, his next steps for us. And then the other thing, I love what you're talking about here. It's not all about me. That works so great because not only are the successes not all about me, the failures are not all about me. I get to yes. do this whole thing with Christ, and there is a huge level of peace in that. There is so much hope because uh, I think a lot of people in the Bible, we look at their stories and like, well, Joseph, I mean, he was a loser. First of all, he's a slave, and then he's in prison. I mean, what a lousy, rotten life he has. But the reality is God's grooming him the whole time to sit on a throne. You know, So when you are in a situation where you look like your life is a big, messy loss, just remember that you serve a great big God who's preparing you for something that's coming. I love that it's not all about me. Yes, that's so good. Yep. Mm. Okay, number one was the old must go. Number two, everybody can't come with us. Number three, clean up the inconsistencies. Number four, it's not all about me. Number five is what? 
It's to stay focused. I alluded to this earlier because as more and more people become familiar with your work, we know Jesus draws men unto him. So the more you're releasing, the more men are coming, the more people are coming. And so you want to stay focused. You want to stay focused on your vision. You want to stay focused on the instruction. You want to stay focused on how you're doing and how you're feeling in the process. Because when you're in that realm of impossibility, it it really, really can be overwhelming. And so just to stay focused. I mean, I am like pen to paper planner, task list. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Sometimes I schedule it out. I give myself freedom, but I, I stay very very focused and in the midst of a huge vast vision that is huge for me hmm. yep. it's so important and I think um, so something I learned when I was a kid a a former race car driver came and spoke to my class in a Christian school when I was in fourth grade and I'll never forget what he said hmm. so first of all he showed us a bunch of clips of him driving his race car, you know, 200 miles an hour around the track and him winning races. And then he showed us the clip of him crashing, cars starting on fire with him in it. And it was very impactful for my little fourth grade brain. But I remember what he said. He said that a race car driver, when you feel your car beginning to slide, and you don't want to hit the wall, what you tend to do is look at the wall. You look where you don't want to go, but the only way to avoid the crash is to look where you want to go, not where your car is currently going. And that was yeah. a huge life lesson for me because I believe that that's what we, we fall into that because of fear, because of our own past mistakes or failures, uh, because of what other people are saying is impossible. But what we need to do is stay focused on what God has called us to do and keep our eyes on Jesus and on the mission that he has before us instead of focusing on all the limitations. The focus is really big. And do you have a certain way that you are reinforcing your focus all the time? Well, I actually am somebody who's, I'm just very goal-oriented. I keep uh, images around me that represent what it is that, you know, that the full manifestation would look like. And so everywhere I look, I literally can keep myself focused. Mm -hmm. And if I'm working on something like an inconsistency or trying to change a new habit or change an old habit, um, I will actually post a declaration. I mean, I I really am very visual. And so I stay focused Mm -hmm. Um, with my time. I'm very focused. I have a wall calendar. I think I look at it 50 times a day just to see, okay, how much time do I have? But I also, you know, um, really want to manage my energy. So that's another huge way because I can't create more hours in a day, but I can manage my energy and then how I spend my time. And so um, I do that and just have also developed an ability, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but to really not not get focused on the circumstances, but to stay focused on the vision right. and how you're going to move it forward. Um, I call that kind of living at the kingdom level. And so I do. I have mm-hmm. little uh, d- things I post around and remind myself to stay focused. I also do a lot of reading um, of success mm-hmm. stories and different things that help me stay focused. Mm, beautiful. And yeah. one of the things that I like to do is I like to um, teach, the, teach the process of having your goal right in front of you. So, for example, I'm sitting right in front of a computer screen right now. And behind the computer screen, let's say on that wall back there, is a picture of the vision, the, the goal, okay? So what happens is that sometimes that goal comes way forward and it consumes my entire periphery. All I'm seeing is the goal, the goal, the goal. And everything else in my life is suffering because of my focus has become too great on the goal. And so what I have to do then is I take that goal that's right in front of my eyes now, I fold it down like into the middle of praying hands, <laughs> and I keep the goal in front of me, but I can still see the rest of life, and I can see God. And so it's really important to make sure that you do focus on your goal, but that you also don't let it consume you, because it has a tendency to do that if not balanced in Christ. We're going to take a quick break, come right back and talk about the last two keys to navigating up-leveling with ease, and also the secret to avoiding overwhelm. We'll be right back.
Do you ever need a guest speaker? Or maybe you're a speaker who's available to go. Check out womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world since 2002. Connecting thousands of planners with over 1,300 speakers, speakers are available to you from every state, denomination, experience level, and fee range. You simply search when you have time, anytime, day or night, and connect directly with the speakers that interest you. No middlemen, no hidden fees. It's all simple, easy, enjoyable, and online. Check it out today at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're talking today about up-leveling your life. Our guest today is Erica D. James of EricaDJames.com. Erica, let's go ahead and talk about the last two keys to navigating up-leveling with ease. So what's number six? Number six is you want to manage the isolation and balance out your ability to share more of yourself. So I just call that managing the isolation while you're still sharing more of yourself. When we talked earlier, Marnie, about, you know, it can make you feel crazy or isolated, that is really real. When I talk to women who are up-leveling, who are growing those businesses, building those organizations, they often say, I feel so isolated. And I can be isolated uh, around people, but I think what we're saying is it can feel isolating because you're not around enough people who get you. And then how do you manage that isolation and that need for privacy um, but share yourself at the same time. And so you become more focused, I mean, you become more public or you become better known or people are, more people are seeing your social media posts or whatever. And so we have to make sure well, we are well-rested well and really take that quiet time uh, to balance and really take better care of ourselves, listen to our spirit, listen to our soul, what do we need so we don't you know, start feeling like we're on this fast-moving treadmill. Goals have us instead of us having our goals and vision. Hmm, so. Beautiful. I I think about the old phrase, the old truth, that it's lonely at the top, and <laughs> that mm. can be true. But what I've also discovered is that when I am willing to share at their level, so um, I'm not speaking of being um, looking down on anyone. Like I, I remember um, I have a, one really great friend, and we would go out, and I would share with her what God was doing in my life and what God was showing me, and I would always sense that she was a little uncomfortable with that. And so wow. what I did is I just loved her and I just chose that when I was with that good friend, I would just respect her limitations and not force her to listen to things that made her that uncomfortable. And we still have a wonderful friendship. So what we can do is we can say, everybody may not be able to comprehend what God's doing in my life, but I can love everybody. And so you need That's people good. in your life that can comprehend or that can that can flow with you through the changes that God's doing in your life. But you also can have a lot of people in your life who just love you and they're just your friends and they maybe don't understand, but you know, they pray for you and they um, support you. They just can't really quite agree with how God talks to you. And, and I just want to, I think I want to have you address this too, but God speaks to everybody differently. He's the same God, but you're not the same as everybody else. And just like a parent, has a different relationship with each of their children. I have three kids. My relationships with them are very different from each other, not because I'm different, but because I love them. So I communicate with them yeah. uniquely. And people sometimes don't really get that. They really expect that God will communicate with you exactly like God communicates with them. Erica, what's been your experience or your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, absolutely. I, I realized pretty early on, Marnie, that, uh, the way I kind of talk to myself about what you were talking about is that I've learned that people have limits for my success, what they can contain. And so just managing that and, like you said, just giving people the space. And then absolutely the Lord speaks to us differently. I mean, I, I work with highly spiritually gifted ministers, and every single one of us have different sets of gifts and in different ways those gifts are carried within us and in our spirit. And so it's really important to, uh, you know, be clear about how God speaks because he does speak in many different ways. So absolutely mm -hmm. in agreement. And another thing, and this is kind of a, uh, maybe a little um, TMI example, but God just showed me that in the same way, in the same way as I wouldn't go around telling people about my relationship in the bedroom with my husband, 
there are some things that he shares with me that are really not for everybody. He really didn't mean for me to go blab it around to everybody that God spoke to me like that or showed up for me like that. Some things are really just private between God and I. And that just takes a little growing up to figure out, you know, which are those things compared to which are the miracles that he's doing that you want to share with everybody and that are supposed to be shared with everybody. So it's just a little listening to the Holy Spirit and learning, learning the distinction between what's for everybody and what's just that, that special love relationship between God and me. And he did it for me and other people simply can't understand that. I think that's where some of that feeling of isolation comes from is we really want other people to understand, don't we? We want people to understand, but I've, I've learned that when you learn to do what you're talking about, even though everybody, I'm, I'm blown away actually by how many people who don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, but however he communicates with you, when you really can rest in that, I found that I never feel alone. You know, it's like I never get bored. I never feel alone. I, I don't experience that isolation anymore. But it certainly was real when I first started becoming, you know, aware of up-leveling. Yeah, that's so right. good. I, yeah, and I always talk about it. And for me, it shows that most people call me the black hole because if they tell me a secret, I don't tell anybody. And it's hard to find people that don't tell. And most, I always say, you know, it's unfair for you to tell somebody else your secret and expect them not to tell anybody because everybody has to tell somebody. And I, mm. too, have to tell somebody. But Jesus is so real to me that he is my somebody. He counts. He's real. Okay. And so when I run that little juicy tidbit, whatever, what that really disastrous prayer request, whatever it is, when I run it to Jesus, I'm satisfied. And that's the same way with my successes or also failures and also with the visions that he's put in my heart. Speaking to it with Je- about it with Jesus is as relevant or more relevant than talking about it with a friend. And so that's, you know, that's where that growth and that relationship comes. And that's where, you know, earlier you were talking about the meditation part. The learning to be quiet and actually listen to God is where we become not alone in our journey. It's not when we're just talking to him all the time, telling him what we need. We have to actually sit and listen to him. Okay, what's key number seven? Oh, number seven. This sounds going to sound a little harsh, Marnie, but it's there are or there may be counterfeits. So on our way as we're moving on our on our way to new growth, new levels, new progress, we may meet a counterfeit or two or more. And a counterfeit, I've learned, is a person who says they can help, but they really aren't assigned to the vision. So they don't necessarily last. They might um, only be assigned for a season, or a lot of times they'll say they do, they'll do things, but their capacity isn't there like they thought thing it was. And so I always think of counterfeits as those that God has sent to prepare me because I always call them the warm-up people. So when the warm-up people come, they're preparing me for the ones God has assigned to the vision. And so I've learned to embrace the process of um, understanding the warm-ups. Are, it's just part of the process. And the key is to be grateful and understand that we trust God with that. We just trust God. We love people, but we trust God because there be people. They, there will be people assigned to different lengths of time with your vision, and we have to love them, keep our hearts purified, so when they come back or not, it's okay. So that's a huge. <laughs> that key. is a brilliant way to look at that. That is brilliant because sometimes you do. You get so disappointed. It's like, well, they yeah. promised, and I just got them trained in, and now they're gone, and you know, it's like, oh, so disappointing. <laughs> but if we just if we just look at it and say, you know, well, this was just a this was just a a trainer in my life that God was teaching me something new with, and now I have another person, and that's God's plan. I mean, that's such a brilliant way to look at it. I mean, it just reminds me of going through either uh, you know a boot camp or school or something, and you have all these different trainers, all these different people who are teaching you different things, and it makes you more rounded. Mm-hmm. That's so true, and I've just learned to embrace it. And then you're not, you know, you're not hurt, you're not disappointed, you don't have to deal with that. It's just part of the process of up-leveling. So it's really freeing for me. Um, and every counterfeit gets me closer to the, the assigned person, so I get excited. Like, okay, all right, well, I'm closer, you know, learned more, I'm stronger, better equipped. So, yeah, uh, it's an exciting great. part and of also, the journey. 
And it also frees them not to feel so bad about it when they leave because you're okay with it and so they can be okay with it. Well, this is Marnie Fledberg. We're visiting today with Erica D. James of ericadjames.com, and she spells the name E-R-I-C-K-A-D, as in David, james.com. Or you come right back and talk about the secret to avoiding overwhelm, two simple ways, any new level, and how to make the process fun and exciting. We'll be right back. ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPY Coach Certification Program today. SPY or S-P-I stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and this hour is flying by with our special guest today, Erica D. James, talking about up-leveling your life. Erica, let's go ahead and talk about a secret to avoiding overwhelm. So I wish this was so, like, deeply profound and amazing, but really it's really simple. <laughs> Be present. Be present. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes yep. on the vision and not the circumstances uh, that may be going on in your life, but be present to the process and just be in gratitude. I used to feel stressed out and overwhelmed frequently, Marnie, and I had this epiphany that's like, oh, my goodness, God is trusting me with all of this. This is huge, and it became joy. And so I learned how to be present and just, you know, see it as joy that God has trusted me with, the, with this huge vision. So that's my secret to avoiding overwhelm. Wow. I have this phrase I love. In this moment, I have everything I need. In this moment, I have everything I need. And it is so easy to live in the past or the future and miss everything that God's doing right now. And it's so that is huge, Erica. And even though I know it's not too glitzy, but it is really true. Just be present and that <laughs> is going to help you so much. Okay, you have two simple ways for us to enter into any new level. What are those? Well, so often I think, you know, it's about putting yourself out there and success and I've got to do all this stuff. But what I've realized is it's really the quiet work we do in the background that no one sees that counts and that expands our capacity and that God kicks in his super to our natural. And so what you've got to realize is that you want to change your habits to support the way you desire to be at this new level. So I'll give you a good example. So as I was up-leveling, this last very clear up-level, I realized that my morning routine was not going to work anymore. So not giving myself time in the morning to take my time, to be in my word, to get to the gym. I was ready to up-level my energy. And so I took a look and said, okay, these things have to shift a little bit. And so I needed to learn how to uh, take my mornings to a new level, get up at 5 a.m. or 4.30, rested, which took a whole life overhaul for me, to be honest with you. And so uh, realizing that it's about that quiet work you do in the background and what do you need to flourish? You know, what, what spaciousness do you need to flourish? And then, again, the second thing that I learned to do was to begin to do whatever it takes to be able to get up earlier before the other roles and responsibilities and titles we carry become activated for the day and have that time to check in with God. I love reading in the morning um, and then doing some, some big priority stuff first. If I, if what I used to do is I, I called it my warm-up task. I'd be busy doing all these small things to get ready to do the thing I've got to complete for the day. And so I've shifted that and really take that on first thing in the morning, and it has been revolutionary for me, and I've been able to focus in, love people better, be more present, and so those two things for me, realizing it's about that quiet work and then shifting my morning routine to give myself more space and time. <laughs> I love that. I don't, I don't usually get to say this in a, a real-life context when somebody asks me what I do for a living, but this is what I always want to say. I always want to say that I'm the personal assistant to the king of the universe, 
And I spend some quiet time with him every morning in personal consultation, and he gives me my instructions for the day. And then I run his errands all day long as he provides the resources. And that the pay is great, but the retirement plan is out of this world. <laughs> I love it. I, oh, I love it. You, that is... <laughs> you, are, you are dead on. This, this morning time that we have is um, really critical. And the Bible talks about it. It talks about Jesus doing it, about David doing it. It talks about just how it is really important that we let God order our day because yeah. he's the one that I want to run my day. I want him to actually run his day through me. Like as yeah. if Jesus were here on earth and he, God had Jesus' body fully committed, fully yielded to him, that's who I want to be. I don't, I don't want to be Marnie doing her best for God. I want to be... Marnie letting God flow through his best for everybody around me. And I get to be the flow through vessel. Therefore, I get to experience all of this as I go through it. It's just an amazing way to live things. I want us to move along because our time is running out here. You wanted to talk to us about how to make this whole process fun and exciting. So go ahead and address that. Yes. One of the things I didn't get a chance to say is up until, gosh, not too many years ago, I was building all of this as a single parent, a single mom feeling stressed out. I literally would have this image that there's this horse called vision and I'm running behind the cart behind the horse. And so I was like, how can I make this? Like, I'm coming vision. I'm coming, God, I'm going to catch up with this. And so I have learned a, a couple of ways to make this fun. So one is to reward myself often. And so I set little rewards on a weekly basis. When I get this done or when I complete that thing, how am I going to reward myself? And then Mm. I like games. I'm very competitive, but I love competing with my best self. And so what I do is I have a kitchen timer on my desk, and I'll say, okay, i got to send these emails. i got to do this. I'll set the timer. I'll play a game. So I just make it playful for me. And if someone saw me, they might think I'm crazy playing with, you know, playing these – I just – do it light, and I'm like, okay, we're going to go for it. Let's do it in 20 minutes. Let's see what we can get done. And then I love, love, love to just laugh and be balanced. I've learned, and my husband is a great reminder for me, um, that I've just got to take more downtime, have that stop time, and laugh more, do more things that make me laugh. And then another way I make this fun and exciting is what I call cleaning my slate. So if it's been a day that I've been really deep and the stuff I do is really deep in advance, so sometimes, Marnie, I will just veg out and watch Netflix. I will just do, go on that walk. I'll do that thing that gets absolutely nothing but just letting my thoughts flow on my mind. And that helps me keep this, you know, fun, playful, and a lot lighter. Mm, beautiful. I was just um, on a telesummit yesterday, and we were talking about this need to um, – this need to release, and there's this there's this lie that we believe that if I take some time off, that things are going to fall apart, or that I'm going to, you know, I, I'm necessary to everything is really the lie that I'm necessary to everything. And I think when God developed that day of rest into, you know, His plan for our life, I think that's really what He was addressing. A whole day can go around with the world spinning without me doing work. Really so true. To have this little reminder that it's really not all about me. It's and you know that's back to something we talked about earlier. He really does want us to sometimes just break away and just chill, just be with him and not be producing, yeah. producing, producing. And, at and let times, let does God and the yes, and let God and the angels take care of something, like leave something for them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to be robbing them of their joy, right? No, not at all. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. And I also always point out that in Hebrews it does say you have to strive to rest. And so that yes. means that sometimes to get that day of rest is a lot of work. And um, But it's so worth it, and it's so God's plan for us to actually break away and take a rest. So I love that. I totally do that sometimes too. Like I especially do it if I'm going to clean my house or whatever. I have a chart of 
and I love to check things off of a list because it just makes me happy. And so I have yeah. a chart, and everything that I'm going to do to clean my house is on that list. So I have like 28 items to clean my house. And as soon as I'm done, you know, wiping out the microwave and cleaning off all the surfaces in the kitchen, I get to put a little check mark there. But I do like to just, you know, set a timer and go in 20 minutes, how far down this list can I get? You know, in 15 minutes, how far down this list can I get? And I do it in other ways too. So I'm, I'm very much like that. Also, Erica, where I'm pretty competitive and I just love to make it fun, make it, um, make it more than just tedious all the time, just work, work, work just for the sake of work. You have one more thing yeah. you wanted to share with us, the best way to feel supported as you reach your highest potential. What's that? Yes, we talked about the isolation, but I can't leave it at that, you all. There are like-minded and like-spirited people who are there to cheer you on when you up-level. So really be intentional about reaching out, inviting people to coffee, you know, people that you wouldn't think have time actually are looking around waiting for somebody great, powerful, and who gets themselves and who's comfortable with their success to hang out with. And so definitely reach out and hang out more, spend more time, connection time. I don't mean just at the networking event, but coffee time. Get to know some like-minded, like-spirited people at your new level. That's the uh, best way to feel beautiful. supported. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And I think that you can just, you can trust God to surface these people when you need them. Um, it's one thing to go online and try to just find a total stranger and reach out to them. And you can do that if that calls you to it. But what I've found is that God is really coordinated. He is like amazing at orchestrating connections. I just want to tell you this real quick story because I'm going out to California to speak in a couple weeks. Anyway, when I'm there, afterwards I realized that, oh, my friend Cheryl's having her fundraiser for her ministry on Monday night, and that's awesome. So she invites me to stay at her house, and she's like, but you won't be the only guest. Is that okay? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure, whatever. And um, she's like, because Carol, Carol Kent is going to be here. Well, for those of you who know, I host womenspeakers.com, and Carol Kent has been teaching women how to be a woman speaker since I was like in high school. I mean, she's, she's like my mentor. I've always wanted to meet Carol Kent. And here, not only do I get to meet Carol Kent, I get to stay in the same home as Carol Kent. <laughs> it's like, wow. wow, God, that is so coordinated. So I'm just going to tell you guys, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to, you know, worry and work toward this. Just follow the Holy Spirit, and he's going to show you how to do this. Another example that I have is I was coming back from Africa and I'm in the line at customs and there's a man in front of me and he turned around and then he turned around again. And that time he looked straight at me and I said, hi. And he said hi to me. And uh, we started a little conversation there as we're standing still in line. And um, he said, he said, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Minnesota. And he said, oh, I'm going to Wisconsin. And I said, well, where are you coming from? And he said, I'm coming from Africa. And I said, I'm coming from Africa. I said, I just have to ask you, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm an international leadership mentor. And I said, that's amazing because that's what I what it would have told you that I do. And I'm an international <laughs> leadership mentor. Wow. And we had this short conversation for three or four minutes. We exchanged contact information. And within six months, I needed him. I needed to know him because he works with youth and I work with women. And this organization I was with in Africa was asking me, do you know anybody who does youth ministry? Well, all I do online is women's ministry. But I was like, yes, actually I do. And I was able to follow that. So just relax about all these connections and let God move you around. Erica, we are yes. almost at the end. And you guys, you have got to go over to her website. I'm going to give it to you again here. E-R-I-C-K-A-D, as in David, James.com. Erica, when people go over there, what are they going to find? They are going to find, uh, really, it literally says up, level, and rise at the top, but you're going to find a free video training on the cure to procrastination because one of our uh -huh. big problems is to procrastinate, and that is a huge assignment of mine. And then you're going to find um, the registration for an upcoming conference the International Alliance of Christian Businesswomen is doing called Up, Level, and Rise here in Raleigh. And so you'll find some good things, but definitely uh, get on your free video training for the cure to procrastination. And there's a lot of things that will lead you to be successful in ministry as an individual or in what I call your business kingdom assignment. So lots of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Well, you guys want to check that out. Erica, thank you so much for being here today. 
Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute joy. <laughs> it has, and you've just shared such great content. Thank you so much. And you guys want to make sure to go over and check everything out at her website, ericadjames.com, E-R-I-C-K-A-D as in David, james.com. Thank you for joining us. It's always fun to have you live listeners here on Wednesdays at Blog Talk Radio. For those of you who listen around the web and to the syndicate stations, thank you. And for those of you who host us on your website, thank you very much. If you are interested in hosting us, go to Blog Talk Radio and just click on Share This, um, share this Station, and you can just go ahead and copy, kind of like inserting a YouTube video onto your Onto your website, you can just insert the whole Marnie's Friends program, and that will air live, and we'll show like up to four of the up, or the previous programs that your website guests can listen to right away. Thanks for your partnership. I love love serving you, and love meeting with you every Wednesday afternoon. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.